Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. This winter, the Lake Norman area will see the opening of a new cultural arts facility. The Kane Center for the Arts on Catawba Avenue in Cornelius will house a 400-seat theater, two visual arts classrooms, a dance studio, conference room, gallery space, and backstage support spaces. And this fall, the Kane Center is holding its technically its inaugural season of performances, which are taking place to start with at the Cornelius Arts Center on Oak Street, but then will transition into the new facility this winter. And today our guest is Justin Dion, who is the Kane Center's executive director. So welcome to Piedmont Arts. Thank you, Rachel. Really excited to be here. For people who um, maybe are not from the Lake Norman area or, or maybe are, but who don't know a whole lot about the Kane Center, can you just give us a little overview of what it is, what it's planned to be, and how it's going to serve this community? Absolutely. This is culminating in five years of, of work and planning and fundraising and teamwork and building that we've been doing. And for some of my board members and community members here uh, in the Lake Norman region, um, this has been, gosh, almost 10 years of work that's really gone into the time and effort making this project become a reality. So our organization is Kane Center for the Arts, a nonprofit 501c3. Our mission is to provide exceptional visual arts, performing arts, and social experiences to the Lake Norman region. A couple important things in that is that we, uh, as you mentioned in your, your great summary there, right? So visual arts, performing arts, and social experiences. So we are an arts and community center. Our primary market, is really the Lake Norman region. And when I say Lake Norman region, how we approach that is, is what we call the four county area that make up Lake Norman. So really that's that's you know the North Mech, South Iredell, East Lincoln, West Cabarrus kind of communities. Uh, that's what we consider our primary, right? And of course, we, we know that we're serving even more than that and farther away, but that's what we want to see as our home base. Uh, and really, it comes from this idea that these communities and this, this you know, Metrolina area um, and Piedmont area continues to grow and see growth. I'm actually born and raised here in, uh, in Piedmont, in the Piedmont area. Salisbury, North Carolina is my hometown. Um, great cultural community there. I was really blessed to be able to grow up as a young person, have access to all kinds of wonderful arts organizations there in Salisbury. And, and I've seen the importance of, of, yes, in the big metropolitan actual city centers, like you want to have those big places, right? You want to have those big shows and those big arts impacts. But at the same time, it's great as, as areas grow for these smaller communities to really have their own regional centers as well. Yeah, you know, I, I hope I'm not overlooking anything, but it, it occurs to me as you're describing that, that about the only place around here that offers venues like that is Davidson College. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was in our study. I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, there are still different facilities of that type. Um, as you mentioned, like the college and uh, municipal type spaces in, in Mooresville area and others. And hey, those are all great spaces, not take anything away from those. At the same time, like none of those spaces match exactly what we see our mission being, which is community first. So tell us a little bit about this performance season that's going to open up before too long. It is starting out not in the new facility because the new facility is not finished uh, or won't be at that point. But are you drawing artists from around here or is there, you know, is that a particular goal or can you just tell us a little bit about what what's on tap? In terms of the programming for the new, um, for the center and for our organization as a whole, you mentioned the Oak Street Mill. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we have been operating for about a year now. So September 
of 2021, we officially assumed operations of the Cornelius Arts Center, um, which is down in Oak Street Mill in downtown Cornelius. And uh, it's the, the Cornelius Arts Center has been around for a very long time, since the early 2000s, originally started as a nonprofit, and then the town of Cornelius Parks and Rec Department operated the Arts Center here for years. And it was decided early on that once our project um, became a reality, um, the, the Kane Center for the Arts, that we would assume operation at the Cornelius Arts Center and it would all fold underneath like our umbrella. So we took over the operations of an already successfully ran center. And so we've been having classes and in, in visual arts, so, uh, things like ceramics, painting, drawing, all kinds of things like that for youth and adults. Uh, then last year, we decided to go ahead and dip our toe into the performing arts. And we created what was called Music at the Mill. So we had already started construction, so we knew it was coming, but we wanted to start to have a way to um, test the waters. We had done a market study. We knew people wanted performances. We knew they said they wanted performances. What was really going to happen, right? So we were like, well, we've got this mill. We've got this great space. You've got an art gallery. And so we were like, wow, what a cool opportunity. We could bring in some acoustic artists in this old mill here where we're in, in this art center, put them in the gallery and you know offer a really intimate acoustic evening and that'll also give us a way to test out what kind of audiences are feeling in the area we did four shows and they every single one of them sold out mm. last year so every one of them was full at 60 now intimate so like 60 to 65 seats um, but we made it a whole evening where for $45 a ticket, you had a complimentary reception with some, you know, food and beverage included and just nice and casual, but people loved it. So we decided this year that while we were waiting for the new center to open in January, that we would just go ahead and do music at the mill again and just put it all in the fall. So we're hopping down here, music at the mill, some great artists, regional oriented, Becca Stevens, actually from North Carolina, um, Cat Wright, Sam Birchfield, Charlie Mars and Anna Eggie, and they're all, you know, acoustic, regional-based, really fantastic. So while all that's happening, and you're over here having a great time at your uh, at your Music at the Mill concert with your friends, our staff is like behind the scenes getting the new building open and ready to run, right? So the new building will open in January. Now we're landing into that more traditional performing arts center type presentations. When it comes to the performance side of our programs, um, you know, we're approaching that where it's it's a very diverse offering. We're starting off with Christian Sands, who's a who's an amazing jazz pianist. Uh, we've got Forever Young coming uh, January 21st, two shows that day. Um, that's like a musical review style show. It's a theatrical show, a great family show, date night show, you know, just in general. Uh, and it's about these these kind of neighbors, these friends who all get together in their basement. They go through the, the record collection. They start pulling out old records. And so that's some theater in there. Then in February, we're going to do some stand-up comedy. Uh, John Reap, who's Hickory, North Carolina-based, um, but actually has had a lot of national and international success. He was one of the winners of Last Comic Standing. And then we've got Sons of Serendip, a great kind of a, a orchestral fusion in a way. Um, so they have a harp. Uh, a cello, a keyboardist, and a singer. And two of the artists are actually born and raised in Charlotte. Then in, we have um, in late February, February 24th, theatrical one-man show by an artist named Mike Wiley, um, North Carolina artist. He's a, a, a Black playwright and actor. Mike's very well recognized. All of his work is centered around the Black American experience and history. And so this is an original play he's written about the Freedom Riders of 1961 and it's a very powerful show and along with the public performance we will be doing a school performance for um for school kids for free 
So we're, we're still working on like the logistics of how that will work as far as getting the kids here and where, how we're going to approach that, but that will be happening as well. Um, Martin Sexton is coming on March 4th. People, I mean, some of your biggest name artists out there will mention Martin Sexton as one of their influences. So, and it's just him and his guitar and he's fantastic. March 11th, Tartan Terrors. They call it the Celtic Invasion <laughs> is what they say it is, right? So it's just a real fun show again. Celtic rock, Celtic music, traditional Celtic music, dancing. They work in Celtic dancing into the show as well. That's the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. And then um, March 19th on a Sunday, we've got two performances of a great family show um, called Dragons and Mythical Beasts. It's all big, huge puppets of like dragons and goblins, and and you like they come out in the audience, and the kids get pulled up on stage, and they battle the dragons, and it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun for the families there. Um, March twenty fifth, uh, we're um, bringing Charlotte Ballet, who will be performing an original piece, but not not just traditional ballet; like it's a blend, and it's all based on the music and history of Johnny Cash. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So we thought that Doug Singleton and I worked on like talking about the best Charlotte Ballet show to kind of bring into this community. And we thought that would be a great one to start with. April 1st, Gina Chavez, a wonderful Latin Grammy Award winner. I mean, multilingual killer artist. Um, really lucky to have her. I mean, we're kind of catching her on a on a way up spin. So that's a good opportunity there. Then in May, we're going to bring in the Gruffalo. And this is, so this is children's theater. And this is a great opportunity. They literally build this show as like the best opportunity for a kid's first play. And it's based off a book. So, you know, you can go buy the Gruffalo or, or get it from the local library and read it ahead of time and then come see it live. Then Davina and the Vagabonds are coming as well. They're just a, a, a great um, blues jazz fusion, kind of New Orleans jazz style vibe. And then we're going to wrap up the season, the first season, half season, if you will, on uh, May 14th with the Charlotte Symphony. Okay. I was going to ask you about, you know, community outreach and, you know, mm -hmm. like you're talking about taking the play to, to schools. Um, what are some of the community impact uh, programs that you just mentioned? That's a big piece of, of our mission as well, right, is that community, community engagement, community impact. Uh, so we kind of have three flagship programs that we've started over the last five years and, and more. Uh, one is our tours in the schools. So pre-COVID, we had initiated our first community engagement tours where we worked with Children's Theater Charlotte, Charlotte Ballet, and the Symphony. And we basically hired them to go and perform shows through K-12 students in the Lake Norman region. And it was no cost to the schools. And that first year, we were able to serve over 8,000 students, K-12, with free arts education programs. Um, then, you know, COVID came and kind of put a damper on things for a while. Last year, right at the end of May, we were able to put a couple with, with Children's Theater Charlotte back into some of the local schools here. I think a couple in Huntersville and a couple in Cornelius. And now this year, now we're ramping back up to do that again. So that's one that we do. Um, the second is what we call our community music program. Uh, so we offer a program and enrollment just ended um, but we offer a program where we local students ages seven through 18 can uh, apply for what is a full school year, if you will, cohort. And this year we started with a goal of 15 and we actually ended up with 20. We had so many interested and they apply and they pick an instrument. And right now we offer guitar, piano, 
uh, drums and voice. And we partner with uh, Learn Music. And Learn Music is a local Cornelius-based, great local business, uh, local music school. And we partner with them. And they, the students that are, you know, apply to the program and are accepted, get a full year of private one-on-one music instruction at Learn Music in their instrument. And there are requirements. They have to keep a rehearsal log and they have to do two public performances. And once they've done a full year and they've achieved their goals, they also get a free instrument at the end of the year as well. That's the kind of thing that we are just see grow, 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 grow. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, 20 kids this year, 30 kids next year. Let's go. I mean, you know, let's just keep going. Um, and, and, and as of right now, kids can even apply for a second year. Um, so, so that's, that's a second. And then a third is we do in, we, in general, we offer financial assistance to anyone who would, you know, require it, or if, if prices, any kind of barrier when it comes to like our classes here. And we've gone so far to not even just say, oh, well, we offer scholarships. We, we want to be proactive. So it's more, it's, it's one thing to say, well, we offer scholarships. It's another thing to say internally, hey guys, we want to make a goal this year that 10% of the students who take classes here will receive financial assistance. Like, because we're making sure that we go into the communities and work with partners to do that. And we started that this summer with summer camps and we absolutely, um, we absolutely met that goal. I'm, so this, I'm at, not surprised. Yeah, in yeah. a good way, right? And, and it was, and this summer we were able to say that like, fit 10%. So almost 50 of our students who took summer camps here this summer received like paid no cost. And that's a lot of cooperation. We have a great community engagement. Our director of education and visual arts, Simone Elbay, she's done a great job with connecting with local organizations here in the Lake Norman community who we've been able to partner with and, you know, connect to their families. And basically we've said, Hey, we've got this opportunity. Do you know any families that you work with who would be interested? And they just, They've been sending us people in droves, which is great. Um, so like one of the next steps for that will be our community ticket program. And what's that? So we, the idea is that, you know, so we're a small house, we're 400 seats. And, and we're aware that there could be a concern out in the community that, oh my gosh, is everyone going to be able to afford to buy tickets to see these shows? And we understand that completely. Well, one of the things that we've, Put the, that we're going to be putting together is a donate back option. So let's say that, you know, someone buys season tickets and because they want to support the organization and they're really excited and they buy season tickets and they say, you know, I'm buying season tickets, but I can't come see all these shows. So, you know, they may say, well, I can only make four of them or 10 of them or whatever. Well, they can donate back those other tickets and those will go into a pool. And then X amount of weeks before the show, our Simone, who I mentioned, our education visual arts director, she will reach out to those community partners that we have and say, hey, I got 10 tickets. I got 15 tickets. I got 20 tickets. You got any families that want to come see this show? So creating access options absolutely. is important to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to make sure that, I mean, this, the Kane Center for the Arts is your arts and community center. We're here not just because you know, there were private funds donated, there are public funds, there are state funds, there are county funds, there are bond dollars from the town of Cornelius, and there's all kinds of partnerships that make this happen. And we want to make sure that we're serving everybody in the late Norman community. Well, Justin, I want to thank you so much for um, speaking with us today and explaining about the Kane Center, what its mission is, where you are, and getting so close to opening. Um, and it sounds like a really 
I can't believe you have 18 performances lined up already for this year. That's that's a lot. (laughs) Right. We're not even open yet. Well, again, thanks so much to uh, to you, Justin. I'm talking to Justin Dion, who is the Kane Center for the Arts, the executive director there. They've got a lot of exciting things happening, a lot of things uh, coming our way, especially uh, when the building gets up and running this winter. So uh, for Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.